Welcome back to Riot Underground. We have an exciting episode for you today. A little bit noisy because we are in the middle of the exhibit floor at South by Southwest. Almost the exact middle, I think. Um, And we're going to be telling you a little bit about what it's like to be at this interdisciplinary conference here in Austin, Texas. We're going to be bringing you some of the stories of tech and innovation that we've already seen. Um, I think earlier, Tom, you were joking with me that you saw a new smart device, one we hadn't seen before. Yeah, I just walked past an internet-connected teapot. I can't wait to go back and ask them, what what value proposition does that have for us? Everything is getting connected. This is the most wired conference I've been at. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Great. Well, we're going to dive into that and some stories about what it's like to be here. So thanks for being here. Let's jump in. So our first discussion is going to be with Jen Bozer. Jen is the Senior Manager of Business Retention and Expansion for the City of Raleigh. And I'm excited to talk with you for a couple reasons today. One is because you've been to South by now. This is your seventh trip? Seventh South trip. By? Yep. So it's my first trip to South by. So I'm excited to hear from you, you know, how the conference has changed and what you've taken away from it. But also because we are sitting in the middle of a really impressive booth. I see uh, Raleigh being lit up. I see this beautiful mural wall. Um, there's a lot of Polaroids flashing around. So I- I'm really curious. How did all this come together? What was the planning like to get from Raleigh to the center of the exhibit floor in Austin, Texas with all this stuff? Well, it started seven years ago with this idea that we needed to get out and promote Raleigh for talent recruitment. And so the city of Raleigh partnered with Wake County Economic Development and we took our first cohort. It was literally two of us to South By and we had a 10 by 10 booth and pulled in makers information and giveaways and it was really bootstrapped at that point. And through the years we've grown to to you know, add more to the delegation, and I think what we found is technology, IT, Raleigh's growing in that space, and talent is the major driver for why people want to locate in Raleigh. So any way that we can support our companies by helping them showcase that they're in Raleigh and that Raleigh is a strong market for tech talent mm-hmm. helps them recruit people from all over the world. Um, That's interesting. It's always fascinating to hear. How a brand, if you think of City of Raleigh as a brand, how a brand thinks through, you know, why attending something and what message to bring here. So thanks for pulling back the curtain on that a little bit and sharing. How do do you describe South By? You know, being a seven-year veteran now, how do you describe it to someone who's never been here? Crazy, noisy. (laughs) It's just, it was really overwhelming, I think, the first year we came. I think you have to be very deliberate about what you want to get out of it Mm -hmm. and how you plant your message um, in this space because there is so much noise. It's very interactive. It's it's multifaceted in that we have a space here on the booth floor. We have a social media campaign going on. We have something to pull in attendees. We're, we're attending sessions. We're promoting our companies that are out there speaking on panels and promoting them. And You know, you've really got to think through in all of that, how do we 
resell the Raleigh brand through multiple um, channels. And I think you know, we were one of the first cities to come to South by and have a booth seven years ago. Now you see looking all around us. I mean, we've got Quebec, Argentina, looking. Yeah, there's so many delegations, it seems like, yeah. of, of cities and, and areas coming here and trying to tell their stories. Yeah, and, and I think a major difference now versus seven years ago, everything used to be really centralized right around the convention center, and now it's spread out all over Austin. Yeah, so we, just a few nights ago, we went to an interesting kind of mixer dinner event, and it was about 45 minutes out. It was yeah. far enough out. If you look on Twitter, there's evidence of this. Tom is literally hanging out with goats at this brewery. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of the northern part of, of the Austin area, so it's been interesting, sure, to, to be in this direct downtown space, but I think I've seen this being my first year here, how the ripples have kind of extended to the yeah. rest of the Austin community. That's really neat. And, and it's nice because, you know, I think every time I come, I get to see another part of Austin. Yeah. I get to experience a different way that a company or a community is is marketing themselves. And then we learn from that and sort of build into our portfolio, mm-hmm. um, you know, what we're going to do next year. But, but you asked me, you know, how far in advance do we plan? I mean, we literally don't stop planning from year to year. I mean, you're we, already thinking about yeah, next year. Yeah. <laughs> we're already thinking about next year. How do we improve? You know, we're yeah. trying to cultivate relationships with folks from Raleigh that are here that can partner with us next year, including you all. And, um, <laughs> well, Riot appreciates and being in that, that conversation for yeah. sure. Well, I don't want to hold you up from okay. heading out to your session. Thanks. So I uh, wanted to say thank you so much for being here. I'll ask you one more fun question. Okay. What's kind of the craziest tech that you've seen being at South by so far this year? There is a booth not far from us that is actually doing 3D printing for sushi. So they're designing sushi <laughs> like tuna wow. in a 3D printer and you can eat it. And I think that's just kind of crazy and innovative and interesting. So, I mean, that's kind of South by in a nutshell. Yeah, Technology right. combined with food, 3D combined with sushi. entertainment. Yeah. Hashtag South by. <laughs> Well, Jen, thank you so much. Yeah, thank Have you. a great time at South By. Thank you. <laughs> so next we're going to be talking with uh, Danya Perry. So Danya is the Director of Equitable Economic Development for the Raleigh Chamber and for Wake County Economic Development. Did yes, I get that right? Absolutely. That's a wonderful title. Thank you. Thank you. It's pretty long, too. <laughs> well, Danya, I've been excited to talk with you because I shared this is my first time at South By, and I heard that it's your first time on the exhibit floor, but you are yes. no stranger to no, South By. not at all. Not so at tell all. me a little bit about your background with this conference. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I, I was really attracted to South By just because of the music scene. You know, when I was coming out of college, I went to NC State, the best university on the world. <laughs> but, uh, um, it, you know, I was around so many eclectic people. Yeah. I uh, was born in uh, New Bern, which is a small rural community in the east. Yeah. I uh, came to Raleigh for school. And that was really the first time that I was exposed to so much incredible diversity, not just ethnicity, but the thought right. uh, and perspectives and religions and ideas. And uh, so got connected with some really artsy folk. They talked about South by and I said, hey, I'd love to come down. We just did a lot of venue hopping and a lot of <laughs> checking out the new artists. And it has an incredible attraction for young college 
kids that are really yes. wanting to be connected between the art, but also just talking to hear about industries. Right. So when I was down here just for the art, I was then introduced to all that's going on with industries across the country and world. So it's amazing. amazing. That's yeah. what I've loved about it so far. Uh, you can feel the roots of South by rooted in this music because, of course, there's live music everywhere. But also, it's just so inherently collaborative. I've gone to some pretty technical sessions talking about really innovative things, and you can tell that while there are some subject matter experts there, there's just a really diverse mix in the room. You've got people from research, but then you've also got people from the nonprofit sector, from the municipal sector, all these different voices from the arts and the sciences coming together in this one room to talk about this kind of tech. I find that exciting because I hear all the time we have more problems than we have people to solve them. We need diverse voices in the room with a variety of expertise talking about this, but um, I shouldn't be talking about that. You're the expert on this. Oh, I wouldn't say expert, but... (laughs) Tell me a little bit about what you're working on that relates to this. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, there's a lot of research that speaks to how diverse workforce leads to innovation. You know, diverse uh, ideologies that leads to progress. Uh, there's a huge return on investment for diversity. And within our business community, we are recognizing that that is going to have to take all thoughts and ideas to ensure that we become really the number one city in the country. Right. And the culture and the atmosphere of Raleigh has been just incredible. For us, what we're trying to do and in my role is to really focus in on inclusive prosperity. As we grow, we want to grow responsibly. And with that, when we talk about inclusiveness, that means just like our tagline, you know, y'all means all. Uh, (laughs) So we want to make sure that everybody feels like they can come and be themselves in our community. And in terms of the innovation piece, it's interesting because we found in a um, talent workforce study, I think it was over 500 different businesses that have been surveyed. And really, they talked about how when they recruit for their workforce, they tend to recruit out of their own circles. So it tends to be a little monolithic. So to have companies to acknowledge that I need to increase my diversity in my recruitment, that speaks volumes about our community. We know that groups that have diversity in leadership and diversity in research and development are more innovative, more profitable. That's right. So these are real business important questions. So it's interesting to hear about the brand activation there with y'all means all. So we see with a lot of tech brands and really brands in general, we see these taglines about, you know, what they mean. How do you activate something like that? So I love the sound of y'all means all. Yes. But how do you put some action behind those words? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Uh, because really the activation of it becomes everybody's. It has to be a shared goal. Uh, so it starts obviously with leadership, not only our local government, but also our CEOs, uh, nonprofits, everybody saying, one, what does inclusive prosperity look like? What are the metrics that we can actually measure to determine that we actually are doing the right thing that's not only best for companies, but also for our residents? And once we identify, you know, what we actually did to make sure that we had we could benchmark, mm-hmm. uh, we created a, a vulnerability map to be able to look at the communities that are, there's sort of a gap in economic disparity. Mm-hmm. And we use five data points. Uh, we use housing vacancy, poverty, graduation rates. We use all of this data to identify areas that we needed to provide more intensive support. Mm-hmm. So initially, when we talk about dealing with issues of unemployment, we thought initially, hey, Let's increase job creation. So how do we attract companies to our communities that are more vulnerable? So that became sort of like the first direction. But Uh inclusive prosperity is more than just job growth. Right. It's about how do we also catalyze our workforce? How do we become first in talent? Right. That's the question, you know, for my work, before I even got started really getting into the actual strategies, I had to go on a listening tour. 
uh, yeah, that's right. I, I, I needed to truly understand the community. I needed to understand historically what are some of the struggles. Uh, I did not want to come in and become redundant right. or look at strategies that were ineffective. Right. Uh, we pulled in a third-party evaluator, RTI. They came and scoured the country and looked at best practices around inclusive prosperity, and we used that sort of as a guidepost. Uh, but we had to make sure that it was the right thing for our community at the same time. Yeah, excellent, because it, it really mirrors, I mean, Riot has the, our startup accelerator, and one of the first things we put our startups through is the customer discovery. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're solving the right problem. That's that right. your solution is solving the right problem. That's and that's right. what you're talking about. Absolutely. Making sure, as we think of, you know, the Raleigh community as these individual customers, mm-hmm. you went on a listening tour to make yes. sure that their voices are being heard. I oh, love listen, that. I love if, knowing that. You know, if it was a, a cookbook recipe that I could pull together to say, do these things will create inclusive prosperity, I would sell it, right? <laughs> oh, just do this, this, and this? There's no such thing. Yeah. You know, the community tells you what it means. I love so that. So one of the areas that we also wanted to focus on was how do we catalyze and, and encourage and empower our entrepreneurs and small businesses? The small businesses is 85% of our ecosystem. So we need to make sure that our entrepreneurs, we're developing them, getting them their tools, that they need to be successful. Mm. It's making sure that people know the resources are there, making sure that it's the right resource at the right time, Mm -hmm. and also giving them space to be able to, especially underrepresented communities, giving them space to be able to connect and meet folk and know that that our community, we do want to attract the best and the brightest and the industries and whatnot, but we want our homegrown businesses to understand that we are there for them just as much as our larger companies. So inclusiveness isn't just about a person. Uh, individual. It's also about company. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to have an inclusive culture of attracting all sizes of companies, regardless. That's great. Well, I love hearing how the message is being activated here at South By. It's fun to sit literally in the middle of the exhibit floor. In the middle. <laughs> talk That's about right. it. There's a lot of energy on the on the floor. I hope it's I hope it's something that our listeners can hear. What would you say to someone who isn't here but wants to know a little bit about what it's like? Can you can you help to describe it? Wow. Well, I would say. It's hard to describe, but I think it's, the best way to describe it is using the emotion feeling. It's a feeling of true acceptance that you have so much diversity just walking by. The type of conversations that folks are willing to tell their story, yeah. uh, to share why they're here. The first interaction that I had was with a gentleman from Dublin. Where he was telling me about why he was here and why it was so important for him yeah. to be here and how he's never experienced something like this, an environment that... A community that was saying, hey, we want your thought here. We want your ideas here. We want you to feel comfortable here. And this is exactly what Raleigh is also trying to reflect. Yeah, that's uh, a neat parallel for the you know, the conference that we're participating in this week, South By, and then what you mentioned the brand is trying to do. Absolutely. Y'all means off. That's absolutely. Really interesting. Oh, well, man. Spirit is great here. Well, I'm sure that it's in no small part to your ability to listen and take some of these stories. So we thank you for that. And thanks for the time to share it today. My pleasure. Thanks for the interview. Yes, I'm looking forward to being here with you for the next couple of days. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a ball. There's a lot of people here to meet. I want to meet everybody. <laughs> well, we better get started then. All right, awesome. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks a lot, Danya. My pleasure. So next up is Lauren Gold. Lauren is the Executive Vice President of Visit Raleigh. And we're going to talk a little bit about some tech disruption in this 
this industry of tourism and economic development. But Lauren, my first question has to be, this is your third time at South by with the Raleigh cohort. The booth this year is just beautiful. What went into getting from Raleigh to Austin? What was that process yeah, like? Yeah, so we've, we've worked uh, together collaboratively between uh, City of Raleigh ED, uh, Wake County ED, and Visit Raleigh. You know, we view ourselves as tourism and economic development. And we've collaborated, uh, gosh, for the better part of nine months on the lead up to South by. So wow. any given year we go into trying to find a central theme that we can focus on. We're, we're talking heavily about uh, equality within Raleigh and the abundance of opportunities for entrepreneurs and all the various great assets that are part of our destination. So once we come up with a theme, then we want to really kind of tie it back into who can we work with locally yeah. uh, to kind of really help facilitate our brand, which is about passionate minds and finding the entrepreneurial spirit in Raleigh and how do we amplify that on a trade show floor. I think we worked with upwards of six uh, muralists that wow. put together this vision and we've got this you know, 12 foot by 20 foot backdrop yeah. that really stands out in the middle of the trade show floor. We back it up with an engagement and an activation in the booth that's again amplifying some of our local entrepreneurs. So Slingshot Coffee, Trophy Brewing's coming in tomorrow to do some pours. Uh, the crowd here does love samples. They love to kind of get the full experiential uh, experience and you know, what better way to do that through, you know, beverage. That's right. Yep. Give people a literal taste of rally. Yep. So your background in tourism and economic development, I was impressed to learn that you've been in this field for over 30 years. Yes. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, how, how has that industry changed? And, you know, specifically for this podcast, how is tech disrupting that space of tourism and economic development? Well, I think, you know, again, I don't know what tech's not disrupting, but right? I look at it with more of a positive spin. How is it enhancing okay. tourism and tourism development? And we are very much an organization that looks through the lens of measurement and what economic direct impact we can bring into our market through the curation of conventions, trade shows, events, concerts. Again, with the lens that we want to bring new money into Raleigh and Wake County, but you've got to be able to measure that. So we work with a variety of different uh, organizations. We have a tech provider that gives us a central CRM that ties to our website. You know, we've got a CMS and all kinds of API tie into it. But one in particular is a partnership that we have through Oxford Economics and their Tours and Economics division that allows us to look at an event and through data capture, it can be things like uh, simple as geocode analysis of zip codes, determine are they local, are they day trippers, wow. are they overnight visitors. So with an event, you can determine how Absolutely. those demographics break down. And that's helpful Absolutely. if we're looking yeah. at tourism as kind of a way to invest and bring people into our space so that we have money to then fund economic development. That's an important pipeline. And just like any industry with a pipeline, we need better metrics to yeah. understand that pipeline and cultivate it. Okay. Other, I think the other area, too, that, you know, it is such a content-driven world that we live in. Uh, we're looking at about 2.5 million sessions per year to our website. But we've seen this huge swing of, you know, print content to video content to imagery content. Um, we've got another great partner in a company called Stackla, West Coast Base. I think they also have an operation in Australia that allows us to pull in and aggregate user-generated content. So think of that mm. iconic shot in Raleigh, maybe it's uh, outside the All Are Welcome wall, outside yes, of AC's uh, Pools Diner. Uh -huh. Post it up on Instagram, we're pulling it in on a feed, and it stacks all these really rich oh, images yeah. in a social media feed. So website. even in this, and I shouldn't say even in this, especially 
especially in this industry of tourism and economic development, it's not just about content creation anymore. It's about content curation, pulling from the community. We've got tourism. We've got people coming in and experiencing Raleigh. We need to be able to capture that content. So I can see how all that fits together. And maybe that's because you're sitting right in front of this big mural as part of the exhibit that (laughs) brings this story together. But um, that was really helpful. We spent a lot of time talking about quality of place, which Um, is, again, taking those measured revenues and assets that fill the public coffers and spinning them back out to build attractions and build quality of place elements that both the resident and the visitor can take advantage of. So think, you know, everything from arenas and convention centers to museums of art, greenway trails. Uh, how does uh, the $2.5 billion that we generate in visitation to Wake County annually go back into building 2.5 with a B, billion. Billion. And direct 2.5 yeah. with 16, a B. 16.4 million visitors to Raleigh wow. and Wake County. Every and year. I love that quality of place. So quality of life is important for residents, I know. But yeah, quality of place is almost that step up where good trails, good greenway trails, good museums. This is best for everyone, for visitors, for residents. Start to feed into things like even wayfinding, signage, transportation. Right. It, all, it all kind yeah. of concentrically overlaps. So then let's take this specifically to Visit Raleigh. So what is your organization focused on right now? What are are some innovations going on at Visit Raleigh? Yeah, probably the biggest thing. We just completed in August of 18 a 13-month study with Jones Lang LaSalle, JLL. They're a big global company in the commercial real estate. They have a small boutique division that does uh, hotel and uh, tourism evaluations. Uh, They were charged with coming in and writing a 10-year tourism strategy. So the primary objective is how do we move from 16.4 million visitors to 21.5 million visitors to our city and our county in 10 years. Um, They did over 2,000 quantitative and qualitative engagements, think focus groups, think residential surveys, think situational analysis. And from that aligned to eight priorities for our destination. So how do we amplify a 10-year-old convention center? What do we do with an arena that's now 20 years? Yeah. Uh, how do we put money and assets and technology behind uh, a leisure marketing strategy? Again, talking about rich content, destination development, quality of place. So these are of the eight priorities within the plan. So now we're in full implementation mode. We've been training. It's like a 13-month training to run a 10-year marathon. And the gun goes off July 1 um, with a full implementation. We had a community steering committee made up of both hospitality stakeholders and private sector leaders that sat on the steering committee. We now have a 14-member implementation committee that will really be there as, uh, let's call it, tourism economic development advocates. And now we've got to figure out how to get this plan rolled out to, again, try to address that. That's a neat case study, really, for any any city, and I, I would dare say any brand that's thinking about the moonshot goal that they have for 10 years right. from now. So just hearing that you started with the data, with the information, you did this study, looked at the data, and you compared that to where you want to be, got the community involved. That's totally. We're hearing yeah. that again and again. Yeah. Bring 
the community in and then develop this actionable plan. You distilled everything that you had into these eight concrete initiatives and now you've got the community back in the form of ambassadors. We started this conversation thinking about all the collaboration it took to get this brand here, to get this Raleigh booth to happen here in Austin and now we're back talking about collaboration for your starting. So that's kind of a beautiful arc. If any brand was interested in seeing the eight points that Visit Raleigh is now coming up with kicking off and where can we see that? VisitRaleigh.com backslash 2028. The full plan's up. 2028. Uh, All the priority sub plans are there and there's actually a plan for each municipality in Wake County. Wow. So City of Raleigh and the other 11 towns all have many wireframe plans. Excellent. We'll check that out. All right. Well, Lauren, can't thank you enough for this. It's been very insightful. I hope that you enjoy your third third year at South by. Amazing. Thanks, Lauren. All right. Riot Underground is created and produced by Riot Studios with music by Scott Jackson. Riot produces events, conferences, and educational courses around the world and runs an early stage startup accelerator in Raleigh, North Carolina. Our nonprofit also operates a wireless test and certification facility under the Wireless Research Center brand. Learn how to engage with us by visiting ncriot.org.